all of the 80s jams. Is that done on purpose? All the 80s. And so far, the only one that hasn't been in a movie was Walking on the Moon. There's, otherwise, they've all come from movies as well. I found the golden, I, I don't know what the golden thread is if you're going to include Walking on the Moon. But they're all 80s hits. Let's talk rugby for a little bit now because we have some time. Joined by Patrick Diroff of the Massey Rugby or the Massey Pumas, I guess, technically. But we can go back to the Warwick Wealth Massey Pumas. I think that's the official name. Uh, but Patrick joins us now. How's it going, Patrick? Well, thanks for having me. So much to talk about. Let's start at the beginning. How did Massey Rugby begin? Uh, oh, it's uh, very simply, uh, there was a group of individuals in the val- in the in the valley uh, that uh, had been involved in rugby, and you know the the common goal, the common cause at that stage is that you know the valley's always cried out for a rugby club, and uh, and at that stage there were a couple of individuals that you know got together, fortunately, and um, started having a conversation, and you know before you knew it, um, yeah, it, it, it came about. I think the. The big thing with our with our name and where we've come from is that you know we're a community club. Uh, we've pulled from all over the from the deep south, uh, but when we initially started, uh, you know the integration, you know guys were the first guys that turned around and said, "Oh, you know this is something we can buy into." From uh, instant, the club is called the Musi Pumas in the name of their honour of being the first to recognise what we were trying to create. Mm. All right, Ed, spoken like a true Cape Townian there, Patrick. Uh, deep, <laughs> deep South, the Valley. Uh, let, let's explain. <laughs> Musi Pumalele informal settlement is where it is. Where is that? So, um, yeah. So the informal settlement is Musi Pumalele. That's based. Uh, it's basically in between Oshu uh, neighboring Sunday, deep south, you know, for those that, you know, Simonstown, that's, you know, basically the bottom end of the <laughs> Western Cape near Cape Point. Um, okay. But yeah, we, we are we're very, very, very deep south. If you ride the cycle tour, you go past it on the left hand side on that road where you're Correct, going, yeah. when so you're you, going from Komiki. Correct. So you actually pass the, you pass the township, but uh, that's uh, the that's mist- uh, perception of our name and our. And okay. You know, people here at Masipumale Rugby Club, they think, oh, no, there's a club inside a township. But mm-hmm. actually, the club itself is about six kilometers in the township uh, in a little place called Nuruk, um, which is probably one of the most beautiful sunsets you'll ever see. Um, but, yeah, so we, you know, the, the, the physical, our physical clubhouse and grounds are just around the corner. Funny enough, the Cape Argus cycle turned rise right past that as well. Okay, down, as you say, quite far south down the peninsula. Why, right. uh, obviously, or, or explain the, the, the origins of it. Just a bunch of guys that decided we want to play rugby and we don't feel like driving after the southern suburbs. <laughs> um, no, look, I think it, it was a little bit more... Um, there were, there, were, there were a group of guys in, in Massey that were at that stage traveling all the way to Kailicha, uh, mm. Which is also you know thirty forty minutes drive yeah. to to play a bit of rugby because there was no access to it in the deep valley or in the deep south and um, you know at that stage I was involved in rugby at, at schools and clubs and another a couple of other individuals were as well and you know just you know interaction at that stage of guys playing the game you know the, the wheels got got moving and the guys were saying well look you know what do we need to do to try and get something up and running in the valley. Um, and again, you know, your first thing is obviously grounds, and then you know you need players, you need members, you need a facility. Um, and yeah, slowly but surely, in 2009, 
a couple of guys started talking to each other. And like I said, you know, the first, the, the whole concept was to create a community club mm. um, for the Deep South. Uh, and again, like I said, you know, the, the Massey guys, you know, there was a group of seven or eight of them at that stage were like, they were dead keen on, on getting something going. And, you know, we just went from strength to strength. You know, in 2009, we entered, uh, well, Western Province gave us permission to enter the, the official leagues, uh, but we were on probation for two years and we couldn't play under our own name. We actually had to play underneath uh, a banner of UCT6 uh, in, the, in the social side. Um, and yeah, you know, we we won a couple of games, but more importantly, we started to create quite a quite a unique culture in terms of our diversity. And uh, yeah, the following year, Province said, you know, have a crack at it. You can play. At that stage, it was Division Four. Um, and yeah, geez, the rest is history. We kind of went from strength to strength. You know, we, we we I think we went undefeated. Division Division Four promoted. Uh, Division Three promoted. Division Two promoted. Division One promoted. Mm. So we. We flew up through the ranks quite quickly, um, and uh, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, like I said, you know, it, it basically proved to all of us that the valley was in much need of having mm. a rugby club. Let's talk about that diversity. Very proud of that. Your commitment to the diversity. Tell us about that. Yeah, again, you know, so the key is community. Um, the, the whole focus is has got to do, you know, our, our motto is life beyond rugby. Uh, and, our, and our focus there is to try and create the best environment for individuals to play the game that don't actually have access to it. Um, you know, a lot of our guys, you know, still to this day, you know, are, are from previously disadvantaged areas. Um, but that's slowly starting to change and that, you know, we are creating an environment where people feel welcome and want, want to be part of. Uh, we had, you know, three, four weeks ago, we had uh, the Western Province Curry Cup side playing against the UCT Varsity Cup side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was purely through, you know, the likes of John Dobson and, and John Maru, who have been avid supporters of us, saying, you know, look, let's give these guys a little bit more exposure. You know, they, they, they've got a really good story to tell. Um, and, and they've got a lot going for them. Um, but again, you know, our, you know, our strength definitely comes in our diversity. You know, it's uh, it's quite a special thing. You know, South Africa uh, and, and rugby in, in uh, specific is uh, it's got that unbelievable ability to to change yes. and uh, and bring people together. And uh, again, you know, when Rassi Erasmus, we had him at our club a couple of uh, a couple of years ago doing a fundraising dinner. Um, that's exactly what he spoke about, you know, is that we've got this unbelievable uh, facility and uh, buy-in from our, from our local community that has just been, you know, unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, our strength definitely lies in our diversity. Cause, uh, as you know, Western Cape is still quite a, well, as, as, as an opinion would be, it's quite a you know, segregated kind of area. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we make it work really well on our end of the world. It, it's something that shocks me every time I go down to the Western Cape is how big rugby is as a sport. And maybe maybe it's the, the Lani private schools that are down there as well. But you know, it's, it's generally football if you're talking and, and there are rugby fans. But something has happened in – it's been around forever. Newlands, Newlands was always this, this melting pot of fans. Some of them might not like the Springboks and they prefer the All Blacks. But it's a fascinating <laughs> rugby culture down in the Western Cape. 
Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think uh, I stand corrected, but if I'm not mistaken, I think we've got 114 clubs based in, in the Western Cape. Uh, we've got probably the largest rugby club in the world based in the, in the Western Cape. And, um, you know, these clubs are 110, 112, mm, 120 mm. years old, you know, and here we are punching <laughs> above our weight. That's the 11 years old saying, hey, guys, you know, we want to be part of the big boys. Uh, talk us through, I mean, obviously, as you said, 2011 to 2015, you you did extremely well. You you have got relegation, though, so you, you've experienced both the highs and the lows of that. And still still the men and the boys come out and, and do their training? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think... You know, what does it tell you makes you stronger and, you know, you know um, diversity builds strength. So, you know, we, we've, we've had our fair share. You know, I, I, you know, we, 2015, we promoted into super, into the super seas. Um, you know, we, you know, for being a very small young club, getting into that level yeah. very quickly, you know, you find out that, you know, if you don't have the right structures and the financing in place, um, you can't compete with those with the big guys. You know, those guys are operating on budgets that are, you know, borderline professional. And for us to be completely amateur, run by volunteers, um, yeah, it's, it's a different, it's a completely different ball game. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's 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 been a massive learning curve. You know, we've also, you know, been relegated, then been promoted again. Um, we've we've experienced loss. Um, you know, I, I don't know of any other rugby clubs that have that had a, a player physically pass uh, on a field. Yeah. Um, we've had two, um, which is you know it's unbelievable. Um, and it, yeah, again, you know, all it's done is just built us stronger, brought us together. Um, yeah, again, you know, it's uh, you know we we talk about the messy heart. You know, the acts of you know they bleed for each other. Um, and 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 again, you know, there's a lot of guys that you know, independently you speak to they. You know, it's, it's it's a brotherhood. Tell me about life beyond rugby that you do. It, it's not just the the guys putting in blood, sweat, and tears on the field. No. So again, you know, so we we partnered up and we're getting involved with a, a couple of other NGOs as we speak now. And I think the the, the the basic concept that we're trying to look after is or try and develop further is that we want to create that 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 whole individual. You know, rugby is one aspect, but you know. Nine times a ten, a rugby player, you know, has certain traits. You know, discipline, team player, commitment. Um, there's a lot of traits that you know you can take into the real world from a job, uh, you know, mm. job and, and, and taking your life forward. And uh, you know, those are the things we're trying to nurture, as well as we're trying to bring in some new concepts, you know, to help educate guys, to help develop guys, um, and to fundamentally actually find guys work. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we saw we all still volunteers and we all still amateurs. Mm got a full-time job um and that is that you know it's about creating a better person do you have women's team we don't uh, but we are actively at this present stage trying to, to 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 develop and make one um it's a uh, yeah you know it's, uh, running a rugby club is, is not a cheap exercise yes. um but uh, it's definitely something that we we we, we had one 20, 2012, 2013. Um, but unfortunately, we just we just couldn't fund it, um, uh, and it just you know the numbers slowly dwindled, and unfortunately, it, it ceased to exist. But it's definitely something you know we, you know, our big our big focus over the next couple of years is to get a is to get a woman's side up and running, uh, as well as get a, a stronger junior section. How do you? Finance. I mean, you keep saying that you guys are volunteers and and and.
You do not. You don't get paid to play the sport. How are you financing this? How are you doing all these other things and being able to get people to grounds? I don't know. You have to buy oranges for half time. Those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more than oranges, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. Look, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it is. It's an expensive exercise. You know, we you know we try and do the best we can. Unfortunately, like I said earlier on, we can't operate uh, like other clubs do. Um, you know, a lot of clubs, you know, even guys in our league and leagues below us, you know, are paying their players mm. sums of four figures a match. You know, wow. we are truly diverse in that as well as, you know, our guys are there by choice. No one at our club gets paid. You know, apart from the pittons we pay our coaches, um, no one else gets paid. So every player is there is purely there for the will and the drive to, to develop and grow our club and, and, and create this club. Uh, as, as as big in the community as possible. From a funding point of view, you know we've been very lucky. You know we've had uh, Warwick Wolf that's come on board on a five-year contract. Uh, we are now fourth year now with them. We've been very good to us. Uh, we've got a couple of personal donors, uh, John Larue, uh, Nasbaum Foundation, uh, who've, who've been great. Um, but yeah, look, you know we are, you know as part of our massive PR drive over the next you know couple of months is that. We're looking for local companies and businesses to to assist, you know, with you know CSI budgets or mm. or, anything, or anyone that can assist them. In, in that matter of fact, you know, we've got a again, you know, we are one tenth of a budget of a lot of the clubs that run, and sure. we still got to look at a budget of between a bar and 1.2 just to just to scrape through, mm. which is a scary figure considering we're all amateurs that have you know full-time jobs. It's amazing how much it costs. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I do the show all the time, and you talk to people about how much sport costs, and that's not. You know, it's not like they like you guys are being wealthy. You, this is just to to scrape through and survive. Yeah, exactly. This is you know it's it's the it's the bare essentials. You've got to remember, you know, for 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 a lot of the bigger clubs, you know, they. You know, the guys have got their own vehicles. You know, we, we, we don't, you know, a large percentage of our players don't have their own transport. So, you know, we are now having to transport guys to and from practices. Then, you know, we've got to get guys to and from matches. Um, just to give you an example, you know, when we had our junior section running last year uh, and we had to say, listen, guys, we unfortunately we just cannot fund it anymore. In the space of six months, we spent just under 200,000 rand just on transport. Wow. Um, and in the years before that, we were spending in the region between eighty to 100000 purely on transport. At that stage, that was half of our operating budget, mm-hmm. which, is, which is frightening. But again, you know, we've now been promoted and we, we're now putting in structures in place. And again, you know, our focus and our, and our goal is to, to be playing Super A and well, Super A, but at least knocking on the door of playing Super A in five years' time. Uh, so we, we, we're quite aggressive in terms of how we want to develop and grow. Um, and with that comes opportunities for local businesses and companies to you know get on board and back a back a club that you know is, is aspiring to mm. to be as rainbow nation as possible. Yeah, get your name on those jerseys now. Uh, if somebody wants to get hold of you guys, Patrick, what's the best way? Give me give me one way. Website maybe. Uh, uh, my email address okay. or my telephone number. Uh, so my email address is chairman yep. at Mafi Rugby. That's M A S I. Rugby. Ca. Ca. Or they can also just get hold of me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's just give. Let's just <laughs> give uh, the email address. So it's Massey Rugby. Massey. M a s i. Yeah. Uh, at uh, sorry. Chairman at. Yep. 
Massey Rugby, M-A-S-I, rugby.co.za. .co.za. So if somebody's got 10 million rand and they want to get rid of, that would be the place to send it, right? That would be unbelievable. <laughs> Life-changing. Life-changing. Patrick, keep up that great work, and hopefully we'll see your names up in lights on those club, big rug, club rugby matches soon. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Patrick Diroff of Massey Rugby, that email address, chairman at massyrugby.co.za, M-A-S-I-R-U-G-B-Y. If you want to be able to help them out. If you're down in the Western Cape, hey, that area, there's money down there. Hey, Nurtuk, Komiki. How much does it cost? How much does it cost? Komiki, Ocean View, Fishhook around the corner. Hey, there's money around the corner there. Go and support these guys. They seem like they're doing a good job. We've got jabs. We've got, what, five minutes? We've got a three-minute song. Can we squeeze in a three-minute song? And then I'll give you scores and results.